A priest insisted that the first five books of the Bible were fairy tales. He wore his theological unbelief with pride as though it were the credentials of those daring souls who forge out into the unplumbed secrets of life boldly and fearlessly. Many of today's theologians are of the same mindset, but they couch their unbelief more diplomatically with phrases such as, the Bible is not to be taken literally, or the miraculous stories in the Old Testament are simply allegories and not to be taken seriously, or in the original Hebrew or Greek it actually says blah, blah, blah. Be not ignorant of Satan's devices. This is just another effort to change the words. The Word of God is true and righteous altogether. Embrace the truth. Surrender your mind to it, and it shall set you free. Now for today's subject. God said that His original creations, Adam and Eve, were to live forever. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. After even Adam had eaten of the forbidden fruit, and after God had spoken their judgments over them, Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 through 24 reads, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live for ever, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, and a flaming sword which turned every way, to keep the way of the tree of life. And then in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Man said, what a farce, just another fairy tale from the Bible-thumping fanatics. Now the record. Can we find evidence that supports such an unbelievable concept? Of course the answer is yes. After our original parents disobeyed God, that very day they died spiritually, and the physical death process began. The Bible dubs it the law of sin and death, well, science calls it the second law of thermodynamics. From the original plan to live forever, man's lifespan prior to Noah's flood drops to 911 average years. See dinosaurs on this website. After the flood, the average lifespan is recorded to be 120 years. See 120 years on this website. And drops even further to the psalmist record of three score and ten years or 70 years. This is very interesting when you consider what science has discovered concerning why we age. One scientific rationale on aging that carries serious credibility is called the somatic mutation theory. Authors Morris and Clark define it. A somatic mutation is a sudden random change in the structure of a cell of the body. Since almost all mutations are harmful, 
the gradual accumulation of mutations in the cells of various organs and tissues will inevitably lead to impaired bodily efficiency and eventually to complete breakdown of one or more bodily components. Keep in mind that nearly all mutations are a product of ultraviolet rays from the sun. Found during recent scientific research delving into why we die was this discovery. At the end of every chromosome is a long strand of DNA called a telomere. Every time the cell divides, its DNA strand shortens until there is none left. At this point, the cell begins to age and die. Now keep in mind that DNA can be killed only by bacteria and ultraviolet radiation from the sun. And if I had to guess, I would suggest that most bacteria is also a result of UV rays. I've emphasized the concept of radiation in UV rays and the fact that man's lifespan is only one-thirteenth of what it was before the flood in order to bring your attention to a critical piece in the puzzle of mortality. Remember, DNA is destroyed by bacteria and UV rays. Prior to Noah's flood, a water canopy existed above the sky encompassing the earth. See 120 years on this website. During the flood, God opened the windows of heaven and poured rain upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Also, the fountains of the deep were open. According to scientists, this water canopy, which ancient peoples knew as the celestial ocean, would have filtered out the UV killer rays from the sun, which destroy life. It would have also created a greenhouse effect, causing the whole earth to be of a tropical-type climate. See dinosaurs on this website. Now that the water canopy no longer exists and has been replaced with a one-and-a-half-inch thick ozone layer, the UV rays bombard the earth incessantly, contributing in a major way to man's abbreviated 70-year seven lifespan. As an aside, these tremendously long pre-flood lifespans answer many questions. Consider Neanderthal man, one of the evolutionists' supposed links between ape and man. See Neanderthal man on this website. Because pseudoscience has rejected the Bible and the creation model, the following truth has escaped the followers of pseudoscience. A.L. Gillen writes in his book, Body by Design, the following. Dr. Jack Cousseau, a research orthodontist for over 30 years, in his book, Buried Alive, explains Neanderthal man's skeletons. His studies show that the human head does not stop growing as we age. Contrasting the measurements of people's heads when they were 19, in their late 40s, and some at age 80, he discovered that the head changed in the following manner. 1. The brow ridge came forward. 2. The jaw came forward. 3. The nose got bigger. 4. The chin came forward. 5. The cheeks came forward and flattened out. 6. The teeth came forward. 7. The back of the head started to point out. Think of a baby's soft head. It is fashioned with cartilage as well as bone. Our skull gradually changes over time, from fetus to infant to adolescent to adult. This has been known for some time. But more recently, Dr. Jack Cousseau has found that our skull continues to change in our old age, and assuming man could live to 150, 200, 300, or even 500 years of age, this pattern of change would produce an individual that looked remarkably like Neanderthal man. Now that we have a modicum of understanding concerning aging and death, let's consider the information that suggests man could possibly have had the ability to live forever. 
First, let me mention that today's woman begins life with a half million eggs in her her ovaries, and only God knows how many the first woman Eve had, and even whether they could be replenished. Not only was Eve to live forever, but she had the potential to bear many, many children. The Bible does say that Adam and Eve had sons and daughters, but the scriptures do not quantify, although Jewish tradition claims 33 sons and 23 daughters. New research now being conducted by Michael Rose, an evolutionary biologist at the University of California, is focused on extending life. He is experimenting with fruit flies. Fruit flies are likely candidates because they reproduce rapidly and make it possible to see the generational effects of their experiments very quickly. In his laboratory, he has managed to double the lifespan of fruit flies, raising a lot of eyebrows. When he was asked how far this life extension could go on, he answered, The flies in my lab can potentially live forever, but of course they don't because they have a high likelihood of dying by accident. When the question shifted to the human lifespan and are there discernible limits, Rose said, Not at all. I believe the limit of the human lifespan is the limit of human technology. The following excerpt is from the article in U.S. News & World Report titled, The Cells of Immortality. It reads, Over the past century, vaccines, antibiotics, and good sanitation have upped the average American's life expectancy by decades to today's 74 years for men and 79 for women. Now, new understanding of the genes and chemicals involved in aging may not only help humans live far past that age, but more important, may also help people retain health and strength in those latter years. The discovery of biological clocks ticking away in each of our cells and a knowledge of how to reset these clocks opened the possibility that a human would never die, at least not from old age. Then again, reiterating information about DNA we discussed earlier, the article continued. But even if everyone were to receive special longevity genes, each cell in the body nonetheless carries the plans for its eventual death right in its DNA. At the end of each chromosome is a long strand of nonsense DNA called a telomere. Each time a cell divides, the strand gets a bit shorter, like a burning candlewick. When it runs out, the cell can no longer divide, and it's left to age and die. But scientists have found that the enzyme telomerase can rebuild the strand over and over again. With the help of this substance, human cells have been enjoying immortality in a Petri dish at Guron Corporation for more than 200 normal lifetimes. Now don't forget, UV rays and bacteria kill DNA. The following is a lead paragraph in an article in Discover magazine titled Immortal Cells. The clusters of human skin cells basking in a sterile incubator with alarms poised to go off if the level of carbon dioxide drops or the temperature wavers from 98.6 degrees, appear to be blessed with eternal youth under normal circumstances. Skin cells divide about 50 to 70 times and then quickly wither and stop dividing. But after nearly two years in a laboratory at Girarn, a Menlo Park, California biotech company, These genetically altered cells are approaching 400 divisions and still show no signs of aging. They just keep on multiplying. From the same article, biochemist Cal Harley had this to say, Telomeres are now known to be the clock of cell aging. Telomerase is the enzyme that can rewind the clock. It gives us a way to restore an increased lifespan, a youthful lifespan, to aging cells.
Romans chapter 8, verse 22, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Isn't it exciting to know that God is preparing to fix it? He begins the fixing process by first purging the world of the ones who have rejected Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He casts them, the sinners and the ungodly, into the lake of fire. This happens at the great white throne judgment. Then God destroys the old contaminated heavens and earth with a loud sound and a fervent heat and replaces it with a new heaven and a new earth where no sin exists. The new Jerusalem then comes down out of heaven. It is approximately 1,500 miles wide, deep, and high. Concerning the sun in particular, the word of God says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And then again in Revelation chapter 22, verse 5, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Note the absence of the sun in this eternal equation, the source of ultraviolet death rays. Also note the pure river of water and the tree of life with its fruit and leaves, as recorded in Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. God fixes everything for his children. No more sin, no more contaminated earth and heaven, a new Jerusalem where there are no more damaging effects of the sun, and the pure river and tree of life to replenish our eternal bodies. But in order to participate in this blessed hope, you must be born into the house of God. Click on the Further with Jesus on this website for entry details. God said that man was created to live forever. Man said, what a farce, just another fairy tale from the Bible-thumping fanatics. Now you have the record.